are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker. That is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. Greetings, happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in today on the free podcast here on CRTV. My name is Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here as well. We'd love it if you would join us. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. D-E-A-C-E is how to spell the last name. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. We just wrapped up today's Show for CRTV covered uh, several different topics that are hot in the news right now. Let's give the audience a little tease of what's coming up later today with the Steve Day Show on CRTV.com. And Aaron, I'll start with you. Uh, kind of coming off the heels of last uh, Wednesday's uh, Worldview Wednesday and uh, talking about some of the just a few of the prophecies uh, that, that came true about Jesus and the evidence uh, the evidence that we have that Jesus Christ is who we who he said he is and who we claim him to be and then um, talking about um, really uh, the culture today uh, on on the show uh, we got into some of the self refutations of that progressives make just recently within the last couple of weeks in the opening segment we talk about uh, some of the um, some of the uh, well, well the uh, justice for Jack uh, case with Bob Vanderplatz in uh, segment two, and then we talk about um, I, again some of the uh, some of the contradictions of progressives uh, in the roundtable with with Nate Madden. We are full of a country uh, with really 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 smart dumb people, mm-hmm. really smart dumb people, and I'm going to piss off a lot of people when I say this. And we're only two and a half minutes in. Um, But anecdotally, just purely anecdotally, I'm seeing more and more of a case for election, the the concept of election um, that that Calvinists Theological election. Theological election. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not uh, not 2020. Theological election. And that sounds really um, trite, but it's, it's, um, again, purely anecdotally, that's that's what I see uh, more and more of. Meaning that... As you watch the human condition, yep, you are becoming more convinced that without God's supernatural, yes. sovereign yes. acting Thank initiative, mm-hmm. no one, no, none of us could rise yep. above our own primordial soup. Essentially, thank you. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yep. Yeah. Want to uh, thank all the thank Aaron for all the emails seconds. I'll be getting for the next <laughs> yes. week and a half. So I want to appreciate that. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. God bless us, everyone. Just as long as I didn't write that in Breitbart, right? Uh, Oh! You are on very thin ice right now, young man. Todd, go ahead. Uh, Fake news or not was a really stark reminder of the continually shifting sands of the political environment that have taken place over the last year and a half because... If there were two kinds of grassroots pundit names that came out strong, name recognitionized stronger uh, after uh, their states went to bat uh, in the uh, primaries than anybody else, it would have been Steve Dace and what he did in Iowa to help Ted Cruz, and it would have been Charlie Sykes in Wisconsin 
And here we are, a year and a half later, and Steve and Charles have a discussion that does not resemble the similarity of their discussions back then. It, it is remarkable. And, that's, and you could pick uh, two other personalities that would fit the same bill. Uh, these are very, very interesting times in terms of you just really know, don't know from day to day who your bedfellow may or may not be. I, I like Charlie, personally, professionally. Uh, he, when I was in the party, he comes from a different wing of the party than I do. Uh, he comes not from the, you know, he's not a, a full-fledged Kasich moderate liberal progressive, but he comes more from the technocratic Paul Ryan wing, which is from his home state. So you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, but I have, I, I always respect people who are willing to go against the tide on principle and be consistent with it. And right or left, throughout the course of my career, you have seen me give those people a lot of rope, whether I agreed or disagreed, a lot of benefit of the doubt, because the easy road is to just tell people what they want to hear. But the clip we played today, and you'll have to just watch it on CRTV, it's like Charlie Sykes has become the Sean Hannity of Never Trump. It's, it, it's, it's, it's Molly Hemingway's brilliant observation from 11 months ago, back in January. Trump had been president for like a week, and she said it, uh, that absolute never Trumpism corrupts every bit as much as absolute Trumpism does. And this is where we're now even changing and altering the things that we claim we're for because of a disdain we have for one person. And I, I'm just, I'm never signing on to that, ever. I'm just, I'm not wired that way. Um, I know some of you are. I know some of you are like, well, you wrote for this platform. You're on this TV channel. I, I just, I'm never going to be your guy. I just want you to know I'm never going to be your tribal guy. Never. Here's my tribe. If I think you're right, then I'll side with you no matter what the baggage is. And if I think you're wrong, I won't no matter what the benefit is. That's it. I can't freaking stand that. That's pretty much how I roll, guys. I have my, that's, that's it. If I think you're wrong, I don't care what the, what the baggage is for saying so, I will not agree. If I think you're right, I, uh, I don't care, I'm sorry, I don't care what the benefit is for lining up, I, I will not agree. And if you're, I think you're right, I don't care what the baggage is, I'll side with you. Yep. That's my standard. That's it. That's all there is. It's not hard. It's simple. That's it. And I just, that clip, I just, I, I don't believe Charlie Sykes would have said those things a year ago. I just don't. And I have, there's many things in the last few months um, I, with him, I just, because of, I, I, I've just chose, I've probably given him more benefit of the doubt than any pundit this year because of what you just said. But you just reach a point of no return. We're, we're just not even critical thinking now. We're, we're, we're saying things that, you know, some schmuck in Iowa in three minutes can disembowel, deconstruct, and choke you with. Which means you're just sloppy now. You're not doing your homework now. You you have Trump derangement syndrome. I think part of this, and I, I know we need to move on, but part of this is the the, the penalty for for so many years, uh, the the GOP living in this fog of gray area where they're parsing everything. Oh, this is how the game is played, and this is difficult, uh, and you know, classic GOP establishment land. And then now, it, it, people who've apologize for that so long racing to something resemble moral certainty mm -hmm. but not really having the the background the wherewithal to do that correctly 
now you know now they have all kinds of pyrrhic victories that they're you know weird heels to die on that just don't ultimately lend any moral credence to the culture oh well along the same line steve you just last month you sent a tweet thanking sean hannity yeah. for that movie and you just said charlie sykes you compared him unfavorably to sean uh that just illustrates the point i was just trying to make sean put his money and his platform behind a film that isn't Lawrence of Arabia or Gone with the Wind, okay, but does present favorably in a well-acted role by Kevin Sorbo a clear presentation of the gospel. And that matters more to me, frankly, than how far his nose is stuck up under Donald Trump's backside, okay? Maybe that doesn't matter as much to you, and that's okay. What, what is angering a lot of you is not that I'm not choosing your side. It's that I won't choose any of your sides. Yep. Yep. Because I'm just I'm just not going to do that. The Bible makes a there's 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 several contiguous themes in the scriptures and one of them is to have a huge amount of respect for the rights of conscience. To get Paul writes entire letters in the New Testament about Jewish and Gentile Christian believers from dramatically different cultures and what they ate, how their penises looked. I mean, you can't get far more different than that, okay? I mean, and, and he's got to reconcile this new universal diverse body around one Lord, one baptism, one salvation, okay? And, and how does he do this? Whether it's Galatians, whether it's Romans, whether it's Philippians, huge, huge vats of grace for rights of conscience. For rights of that, as long as what you're saying or doing doesn't explicitly violate that which God says is right or wrong, therefore, by the grace of God, go I. Don't spoil your testimony and go out of your way not to cause another brother whose faith isn't as strong as yours to stumble. And other than that, you, as Saint Peter says, were called to be free. Enjoy your freedom. For whom the Son is set free is free indeed. That's why I've not gone out of my way. To, I'm, I'm actually angering a lot of you or some of you by giving you grace. That's what's really, in the end, that's what's angering some of you is that I've been, way, I've been very willing to give a lot of grace this last year. I've, I've muted in the last week, I, the last two weeks, I've had to mute so many people who have Roy Moore derangement syndrome. I'm talking beyond, I can't vote for him. I think he's a creep. I have no issue with any of that. I'm talking Roy Moore derangement syndrome, like pulling out an interview he did in 2011 that said, um, if we got rid of amendments, a lot of the amendments after the 10th Amendment, the government would be smaller. Is, does anybody deny that that's true? That's when we got rid of Senate elections. Every, well, that must mean he doesn't want women to vote. I mean, it's just nuts, guys. It's, it's been brutal. It's nuts. I'm just muting people right and left because you've lost your damn minds. You've just lost your minds. It's literally like if Roy Moore said E equals MC squared, oh, Albert Einstein's a flipping moron. Didn't know a damn thing. I'm never going to be you. I just want you to know. I guarantee every one of those people you're talking about at some point in their careers talked about how the 14th Amendment has been perverted yes. beyond all recognition. Exactly. Exactly. I'm never going to be you. I'm, I'm not wired that way. I'm not a joiner by nature. I frankly don't need your approval. I don't get off on it. doesn't do much for me. I grew up with an abusive dad. I hid out in a basement for 18 years. I don't care. I want to I win your heart and mind, but if it requires your approval to do it, you're going to need somebody else, and I'll probably have to go get another job because that's just not the way I'm wired. To me, I'm, I'm following a very Paulian model as best I can. I'm trying to give people with a lot of different diverse factions and... If I agree with you, I agree with you. If I don't, I don't. Can I, can I offer more grace than that? 
And if we don't agree, as long as you're not being intentionally deceitful, not for me to judge. What's more graceful than that? But that doesn't satisfy many of you because you want a tribe. I'm not, gonna, I'm not in your tribe. I may join a tribe at the time if I think it's right, and then guess what I'll do when I think it's wrong? I was literally in the Ted Cruz tribe, man. I was on the ground floor. When we sat here in the winter of 2016 and I thought the campaign was on the rail, off the rails, you sat here next to me, Todd. What did I do? I publicly said so. Did it make a lot of those people happy? Nope. It did not. So, you know what I mean? I, some of you are like, I hate Trump so much. You know what? If that's you, then when you get your tax cut next year, return it, okay? You're like the liberals. Uh, well, hey, hey, I'll tell you what. If you think government is charity, pay more on your own, Mr. Wallace. You pay more on your own. Lead the way. You show us. Take up a collection. Pay more on your own. You hate Trump so much, I, I, I don't want my tax cut. Okay, then that's, give it back. Protest, the, protest recognizing Jerusalem as the capital, which Reagan and Bush and Bush promised you they would do, and they never did. Yeah, I wish we had a nicer, kinder, gentler, smarter, more integrity-filled person in the White House. Am I empowered to make that happen? No. Ultimately, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. There is no authority on earth except that which God has ordained. So I will respect, I will follow what Paul and Peter command. I will respect the earthly authorities. I will pay my taxes. I will give respect to those who are due. When they ask more of me, when they ask my allegiance and not my respect, that's when my answer is no. And I'm actually even more ecstatic when someone who I had very little regard for their character does good things because my standards are even lower for him than the typical politician. So when he exceeds them, I'm like, this is going even better than I thought. It's not the sick. It's, it's, not, the, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, man. It's the sick. Trump's the sort of president when he gets something good out of him, given what his character level's like, we ought to be even more thankful. Some of you, though, are just resentful. I don't understand why you want to live this way. I don't. And I'm not a sunny side up kind of guy. But at some point, faith comes in, if you have some, and you say, you know what? The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I was down for about 72 hours, really down, as low as I've been in my career after Ted Cruz dropped out. And then you know what? I came in here, man, like David, I, I, I got up, accepted the Lord's will, brushed my teeth, took a shower, get busy living or get busy dying. Time to move on, man. I can't control human events. I'm not God. And I just have to trust that all things work together for the glory of God and for those called according to his purposes. That answer the point you were making there at the top there, Aaron? Thank you. I thank you. I, I, I said when you first got off on that rant, which was beautiful, and uh, put into words what I was uh, feeling because, uh, you know, I'm a millennial, so I feel lots of things. Uh, I could not. I, I posted. I posted on Twitter. 
uh, this weekend. Let's just stick to our tribes. That's that's going to make everything better. Yes. I don't understand the people who say, I can't you believe you said this on this outlet, as if they were a part of this the tribe of Steve Dace before, but they can't believe you went to another tribe to try to speak, you know, say what you believe in. It's it's like we just need to keep to ourselves. Okay, we have all of these great principles. I like what you say, Steve, but I can't believe you said it there. I do not get that shouldn't we should you try to if you if you don't agree with this tribe shouldn't you try to be uh shouldn't you try to expose them to some of the things that you believe I, that would be I my idea i yeah. don't i don't get that i don't either you know why, I got, why do you want to have your own echo chamber i, I just, got i got some of this well first of all before breitbart went full trump i wrote several columns for breitbart a few years ago when shapiro was the editor at large and dana lash and all those people were there i wrote several columns for them Breitbart Radio, Steve Bannon hosted the show, had me on twice to promote rules for patriots. So when they saw me tweeting that there ought to be an ethics investigation against Gloria Allred, one of the poobahs over there texted me and said, you should write a column for us saying that. I said, can I write whatever I want to say? They said, yeah. I said, okay, then I will. And by the way, that thing's approaching 30,000 Facebook shares. And it give, that means... 30,000 times people have shared on Facebook. Steve Dace appears each day on CRTV. Did I compromise anything we believe in when I, in, in that article? Anything. Did I say anything differently than what I've said on my own platform? No. Like it or not, Breitbart's traffic is monstrous. Monstrous. The only outlet on the right that comes even close is Drudge. They're kind of one-two, depending on the month you look at. So a monstrous outlet comes to me and says, will you write something for us? You, don't, you get to say whatever you want and don't have to compromise what you believe at all. I should say no? It's like, some of you really aren't capitalist, are you? You're really not. But then a lot of the same people that are laughing that, you know, folks are mad that I wrote for Breitbart are the same people that when I say, hey, I'm going to be on CNN or MSNBC this afternoon, they're the same ones. Oh, I don't trust any of those. If you're on Fox or Breitbart, I don't care. So in the new year, I resolve, I will entertain none of these in the future. If you persist on making this how you engage me, I'll just ban you. I'm going to talk to who I want to, where I want to, when I want to, if they want me to, provided they let me say what I want to say. Period. End of sentence. Can I be any more clearer than that, Todd? Nope. Aaron. Rock and roll. Cucked if you do, cucked if you don't. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, just rejoice more when people you had that have proven you should have low expectations for them do good. That, I, I, you know, I mean, I've got a 10 year old son right now at Freedom Project Academy who we promoted in the past, who's learning Latin at 10. That's Noah. His, his, Second oldest sister, Zoe, nearly died in childbirth, as did Noah. She was born with some learning disabilities. She's had not the fake where my kid won't said still ADHD, like the clinically chronic stuff. Okay. As I left work for work today, she was rearranging the furniture in her room for, I think, the seventh time this year. Okay. Because she just wanted a new look and it didn't look right. Okay. When Noah gets a C on math... He gets the what you talking about, Willis, look. Because he's 10 and he's learning Latin. I know he can do better. When Zoe gets a C in math, 
given what she has to overcome, the hurdles she has to crawl through to focus long enough to complete the test. I'm happy with that. Now, there are other areas where Zoe is stronger as a person than Noah is. And in those areas, her expectation level is higher than his. But do you get the analogy I'm drawing here? It, it's like some of you don't want him to do good, meaning the president. I don't understand that. And I hope I never do. I, I don't want to be that bitter. And there have been times the last couple of years where this process threatened to make me like that. It's frankly why we introduced segments like non-political question, why I started doing Michigan podcast in my spare time. To remember, again, I'm just a guy named Steve and not let this, whatever this is we do every day, consume me. There's more to me than this. Some of you need to do the same, I think. Yes. You're all living in your own little self-imposed bomb shelters. And I'll tell you what. When things really go bad enough that you got to live in a bomb shelter like that because mm-hmm. everybody's coming for you, you're going to wish you got out a little bit more and uh, pressed a little flesh and shared some different ideas and instead of just constantly doing this this hunker down Alamo yep. all the time. I'm the first to say, listen, this is a civil war. We got to fight. But sitting there, I don't know, in the comfort of your own little um, bat cave, you, you, you damn well better be Batman if you're doing that. Otherwise... Get out amongst the living and try to win this thing before you got no choices anymore. We've been asked several times on Feedback Friday and ever, uh, other, where, uh, other, where, uh, other places, other venues, um, about how do you remain, how, you know, politics is so negative, culture is so negative, how do you remain positive throughout the midst? If you're at a point where you're having to ask that question, it's probably a good time to get out, maybe find a good hobby like coffee table making or watching football. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that, that's, it's, it's not, to, not to minimize every issue that we talk about, but it can't dominate, it can't dominate your Yeah, life. don't be a shut-in like Aaron. Yeah. That yeah. was the gist of that right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We promised there was an issue we were going to tackle on this. Oh, so by the way, CRTV.com, promo code DACE, you get a free coffee mug. If you sign up for a Christmas uh, subscription for the next year, uh, you get a discounted uh, subscription rate that doesn't just give you access to our show, but all of the shows. Uh, that and all of them we've ever done. So everything Michelle Malkin. Hey, you saw something six months ago that Michelle Malkin did. You saw one of her her exposés on a, on immigration or another issue, and you're like, ah, I wish I had the money to subscribe then, but I missed my window. You know what? If you take advantage of promo code Dace right now, you can go back into the archives. In fact, I was doing that last night because I was filling out my answers for our year end roundtable our year-in-review days group coming up two-parter next week. And so one of the ways to help me refresh my memory is I went back through our archives every month of what were some of the major issues and topics we talked about on the show just to make sure I didn't miss a lot of things that were major, you know? And so they're all there. If, if you couldn't subscribe six months ago and Michelle did something, you're like, oh, I wish I could have watched that. If you take advantage of my promo code right now, you can. You can go in there right now, watch everything Michelle's ever done, everything Mark Levin's ever done, right there at CRTV.com, promo code days. Were you like in the cold sweats after that? Was that what's that? The Bruce Willis movie? Uh, gosh, where the, the the gal who is like the Fifth Element? You remember the Fifth Element? I hate that movie. Remember, but the way she ends up learning about uh, human history, she basically downloads it into herself, and right. it's just like awful things. Is that at all what it felt like? Just reminding yourself a little about bit. This year? Although when I think of that movie, I'm reminded of uh, who's the comedian in that film. That it this with the Chris squealing, Tucker. yeah, that it introduced the world to Chris Tucker, and yeah. for that, there should be eternal damnation. Yes. Um, 
Speaking of eternal damnation, the issue. Did you like that segue? <laughs> That's every show. All right, That's- so after I spend 22 minutes, I'm not going to be tribalistic. Now, let me prejudge those who disagree with me with, pre- with eternal damnation. Excellent segue, Steve. Well done. Got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> there is an issue. And, you know, if you look at, I'm, I'm reminded of this last night, Roy Moore's campaign throughout their closing ad. And their closing ad, it's really good. Their closing ad is dare to be pro-life. That's their closing sale. Now, why would they do that? Because if you find Moore's accusers credible and you're having a hard time believing all of these women are lying, then his campaign's going to have to reach, then you're, make, then you're struggling morally with this decision. So Roy Moore will cut your taxes. That's not going to be enough for you. Okay, you're, you're morally struggling with the decision to, to vote for him. Which means he's got to come up with an alternative moral case that he hopes will trump the volleyball you're playing in your own conscience at the moment about these allegations. Well, what would be that case? That Doug Jones has let it be known, his Democratic opponent. He's going to kill them all if he can. He's going to kill every last kid. And he's not ashamed. He's going to make you pay for it on top of it. And so that's why this is the closing case the Moore campaign is making in its final 36 hours. That speaks, I think, to a larger political dynamic in America. When you look at large groups of voters who vote as a large group, meaning there's a group identity that causes them to vote the way that they do, There's really only one large group identity voter the Republican Party has ownership of. When you look at everybody else who votes as a group identity, what I mean by group identity, we know going into every election, the majority of the people that identify as this group are going to vote a certain way. We just, we just don't know how big the majority will be. Will it be 55%, 75%? Will, will Hillary Clinton get 91% of the black vote or 94 And then how many people does that represent? What's the, what's the raw data turnout of that percentage, right? But we know, right? We, we know going in, anybody the Republicans elect can't get, unless something dramatic changes, more than 10 or 11% of the black vote. We know that. Some guys can get six, some guys can get nine, some guys can get 10, maybe 11, but they can't do better than that. People always talk about how George W. Bush was popular with Hispanics. He got like 40% of Hispanic vote, guys. That was his best year, okay? So when you line up large blocks of people who vote as a majority in a group identity, the Democrats own all of those blocks. Single women, gay, lesbian, bisexual, black, Hispanic, Asian. The one group Republicans own is pro-lifers. Well, Steve, they've got white males. Well, many of those white males are white evangelical males. 
If Republicans weren't pro-life, would they have a majority of white white males? I don't think they would. Well, Steve, they have married women. Well, married women more than likely have more of what than single women? Children. Families. They tend to be more pro-life. Take the life issue off the table. Republicans can barely get half the Catholic vote now. And the Catholic vote, with one exception, and that was the year Bush won without winning the popular vote, courtesy of Hanging Chads, has, the Catholic vote has been actually the determining voting block in American presidential elections since Roe v. Wade. You've known since Roe v. Wade who's going to win by who wins the Catholic vote. And Trump blew away the pre-election polling on the Catholic vote. I think he ended up winning by eight or nine points. Todd, you're Catholic. You understand Catholic social teaching better than we do. Take the abortion issue off the table. What would Republicans get of the Catholic vote nationwide, do you think? Would they get more than 35, 40%? Oh, yes. You still think they would? Would Democrats or Republicans? Would Republicans. Oh, sorry, I was already shifting yeah. to the... No, they would not. Because if you... The more centralized identity of government usage is more is more part and parcel with today's Catholic social teaching than it is most evangelical social teaching. So if we took life off the table, where would we be with the Catholic vote on the right? Uh, we would be uh, struggling. And only to be fair, I don't know, you, it, the perception of Catholic social yes. teaching versus the reality, but I, I understand or at least the mo- How about we use this, the, the current progressive application of that of catholic social teaching in many archdioceses around the country is that fair yes and which is dominant in many a self-described conservative mind that Mm -hmm. it is still there take the life issue off the table how many married women because trump did win married women last year although by a smaller margin than republicans typically do how many of those married women though just went in in the end and said i just can't vote for hillary clinton knowing where she's at on things like life if that wasn't an issue i don't believe he would have won that block i don't or he would have won it by such a narrow narrow majority it would not have made up for what the democrats had everywhere else this is the linchpin issue on the right take this off the table there you know pew did a fantastic survey about a month and a half ago we had this huge trend the last five years. You see it at CPAC and all these conferences. I'm socially liberal and fiscally... Con- these voters don't exist. Outside of fictions told by the Republican Party establishment, so we don't have to stand for anything that actually matters to people. In the real world, the level of voters who are fiscally conservative and socially liberal is infinitesimal. On the other hand, the amount of voters who claim they are fiscally moderate to liberal and socially conservative is vast. Fast, And the only issue on the table that Republicans really have to close the sale with those voters is the life issue. If Democrats decided tomorrow that they weren't going to stand for the killing of innocent children anymore, I don't believe they would lose an election of consequence in this country for the foreseeable future. Everything else on their agenda... I mean everything else. Nationalized health care, background checks on guns, to the extent that we don't have already. Everything else that they have on their agenda. Check the box. 
they get it all. If Doug Jones loses tomorrow, it's going to be because he's for killing kids. And because the GOP smart set in the media went, went nuts, crazy, unbelievable against Roy Moore, and that created a backlash. But there's no doubt that, that, that you can see in Moore's own advertising. He knows. His campaign knows. Now, maybe the left has decided they don't need to win in places like Alabama and Mississippi and Texas anymore. Because they can, maybe they, maybe they believe if they just take the Rust Belt back, they believe that they don't have to change anything. And maybe they're right about that. I, I don't know. I guess we're going to find out in the, in the time to come. But what is not in doubt, the last major realignment in American politics took place with Roe v. Wade, where you had Catholics begin to vote Republican for really the first time. And evangelicals become organized as a political force, really, for the first time since prior to the Scopes Monkey Trial, where the evangelical Christian population largely went into cultural retreat after that. It's, it's, it gave Reagan the third leg to his stool that Barry Goldwater never had, a grassroots army. It gave Reagan a chance to get middle-class Americans that typical Republicans could not get because they were seen as corporate elitists. It changed the map. It changed the South from blue to red. Changed, it changed, it changed the, the way we've done politics in America has largely been set in stone with Virginia's kind of an outlier, Florida's a 50-50 state, but how we do politics in America has largely been framed and set by the Roe v. Wade era. Even the Reagan landslides, he would never even been elected without Roe v. Wade would not have had this Christian conservative, social conservative base. So we'd have never had an 84 landslide because he wouldn't have won in 1980. And everything you're talking about was testified to uh, during Obergefell because during that debate, they were talking about, oh, we're going to do this again. And they went back to talk about how exactly how uh, Roe v. Wade artificially uh, altered the, mm-hmm. the natural course of things. It has been there for an, an enti- our entire lifetime, Steve, has been, been defined by uh, this, this dam in the waters that just, it, it, we've been blocked up for so long. The bile just gets built up, and now look at where we are. We cannot communicate any, with each other because of this. So th- you're not the only one who's been talking about this. I think the other people, though, unfortunately, just kind of, oh, well, now we move on, and just they accept it. The, that's the problem. This this is unacceptable, Steve. Now, I don't like what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I'm a full-fledged, full-blown conservative. I believe in the, the things that created American exceptionalism and unless we conserve them in the future we don't have one but you know as you've heard me say before I I can only analyze the news I can't make the news change you know and the only thing standing in the way of the wealth redistribution the left wants the nationalized health care they want the checks on the second amendment if not the full-fledged assault on it that they want is the life issue. That's the issue. One of the most successful grassroots conservative organizations in the country is Right to Work. They help train me, in fact. When they go into a state to establish Right to Work, do you know what voters they organize? You know, they build their list off of? You know who it is? Pro-life voters. 
every state. doesn't matter which one it is. Why? Because those that are pro-life are the most reliable voters to, to consider any issue right of center. They'll show, I mean, yes. they'll be there. And you know they're going to be there. If you, they're the easiest to upsell on another issue, another right of center issue, and then you know if you do sell them, you know they will show up. <clears throat> so the, to me, progressivism, the Democratic Party, if you're wondering why do rural and, and middle class Americans, in your view, vote against their own self-interests, vote for this corporate tax cuts and all these other things. If you want the answer to this, I'm telling you right now. The reason you can't close the sale with these people is because there is a moat between you and them. And they're not going to change. This base, if anything, this is the one issue we are trending more conservative on culturally. This is the one issue I am confident we can actually win in my lifetime, is this one. All the science is on our side. People recognize even in their own reporting like the the shooting in texas we had the reporter who was originally talking about you know unborn child and then got switched to fetus that's the sign of a losing movement when you're changing your own talking points midstream meaning your own talking points aren't how your subconscious reacts to a situation the nose knows okay (laughs) all right there's this moat between you on the left and, the, and, and this base of people, if you, if you drew down the bridge so they could walk across it without being eaten up by the alligators, and in this case, those alligators are called Planned Parenthood, many of them would walk across. We've lost every limited government argument in America. We're not even having any. We're not even having limited government arguments, guys. They can't do school choice in Texas, for goodness sakes. Okay. Which is why when people think, well, you couldn't, if, if things were suddenly um, pro-life, look at all the issues we'd suddenly lose upon, all those people going, we're losing on them right now. That's the point yes. you're making. Most people don't want freedom, don't believe they can handle it. It's not in their own subconscious. Their subconscious is, what's government going to do about this? That's why Trump ran with speeches. We derided them at the time, I alone can solve. He was tapping into that. He knew. He knew people just wanted their own authoritarian. They didn't want liberty. They wanted. They saw Obama authoritarianism and said, "You know, I'd kind of like my own authoritarian to tip the scales of government in my favor this time. I want my. I want my. I want my grievance heard. I want. I want. I want my class take de- dealt with. I want my hand. I want my pump primed. My, my turn. My thumb looks better on the scales. Yes. Than yours. Yes. That's what they want. I don't like that, but I don't like blizzards either. Except like on Christmas Eve. You know, I don't like that March snow we get in Iowa every year right on the girls' state basketball tournament. They always say we don't get, and then we always get. I hate that, okay? <clears throat> Can I control the snow? Nope. Can I control the fact the majority of Americans have given up on limited government if they even know what it is? No, I can't. But this is the issue. And I think... What the Democrat Party and the left is going to have to decide, gentlemen, is can we get what we want? Is there enough places elsewhere around the country that we can still win and not have to give up the ghost on Planned Parenthood? Or they're going to have to make a decision. Is their number one priority everything else on their economic agenda? Or is their number one priority kill as many kids as we possibly can? Because I'm not sure they're going to be able to do both. That's the only issue holding the Republican Party together right now. Final words, Todd. 
Well, that makes sense. The only issue holding the Republican Party together is the bile of the left, which is what you've been talking about for a year. You know, our, our cause is basically, well, he's not her or he's not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we aren't uh, lighting candles. I'll tell you what, um, I would uh, I would take the trade for taking uh, uh, the life issue uh, off the table in a heartbeat and having that momentum go to the Democrats. You think you know what that would look like, what the playing field would be like? I just don't think you have no idea. You allow that level of grace back into the world, um, that's a neut- neutron bomb, and I'll take it in a second. Well said, Todd. Um, the more people that are willing to sacrifice things like, um, I don't know, let's say, since it's in the news, uh, tax reform for... Um, outlawing abortion the closer and the more precipitous we will see that issue turn because when we what i'm saying is the less people just think that abortion is icky and the more people that believe it's wrong um that's a sign of a deeper um deeper attitude change uh, that's and that's that's. I think that will be. I think that will precipitate. I think that will foreshadow even more changes on other issues. But until we get that one right, and as you said, it's trending uh, in a good direction. But until we get that issue right, and none of these other issues, they're just they're really in the grand scheme of things, just shiny objects. And you're absolutely right. The whole the po- whole point of this is, if Democrats just changed on that one issue. If the left just changed on that one issue of abortion, they would win every election. But they won't because they can't. Because everything else that they stand for really hinges upon that very issue. Yes. That doesn't mean they wouldn't face stiff resistance on religious freedom and those other things. But the wedge they would drive in our coalition by changing on that issue would make it that we could not defeat them. They, they could get whatever else they wanted if they just gave up killing kids. That's why a candidate is an embattled as Roy Moore. That's why that was his closing sale. Because he knows. Because he knows. Question is, does the left, and furthermore, do they care? They may not. They don't. Maybe they. Maybe this is, a, maybe this really is the sacrament to them we've often derided them for believing. And if it is, then they're going to have to find another path to close the sale because as long as they remain firm on this, certain, certain pathways will always remain close to them. It's, it's literally the only issue keeping the Republican Party open for business right now. That'll do it for our podcast today. Don't forget CRTV.com, promo code DACE to watch today's show on CRTV. Thanks for tuning in here today for the free podcast. Until tomorrow, John 317. Steve Dace. I like it, you.